What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Wadapalooza. I'm sorry, Tier Wadapalooza. I don't have to do that. I'm not there. The Wadapalooza yeah. wrap-up show on Clydesdale Media. What it, I'll say that a million times. We have Cat Shear with us tonight. We have Jamie Latimer with us tonight. And we're going to break down all the stuff that is fun about what went on today. Um, before we get into today's action, a little cleanup of what has been going on uh, kind of coming into the day. And that is Kevin Jurse withdrew this morning, um, bringing the field down one more. And then I had to ask you guys before we get into this Waterpalooza stuff on coffee pods and wads. He had Joshua El Chama on his show today, live from Miami. And Joshua got into this thing about how CrossFit needs to bring in brands that we're not used to. And the example he used was Coca-Cola. And that we need to make it a professional sport. We need to bring in brands like that. He then went on to say, as um, Peter was talking about how he's been on this diet, that that isn't healthy because it's not sustainable and you need to allow yourself self stuff like Coca-Cola and cake and all this stuff. And it just spiraled into kind of a big mess. <laughs> like a CrossFit athlete endorsing Coca-Cola. Yeah. Did either of you get to see it? I didn't see it. I didn't see the live interview. So I didn't get like any broadcast really until, I don't know, two. Like basically I got to the gym, started training, and then I caught some of Savan and they were talking about it. And, to, and like people were like, Chama's off his rocker. And I, and I heard Savan saying, you know, like comparing him to LeBron and like supporting, a, you know, you know how he is with that stuff. And I, I get it. I get Chama's point, like bringing the big money, but I get the, that's so not where Crossfit and Glassman came from. I think, I think that's why there's an argument for separating the sport and the methodology, right? Because I think. It makes sense for the sport, you know, the NBA does it, the NFL does it. If we want to be, you know, professional, I don't think we can ride on Noble and Goruck forever, you know, and it be, and, and have people make money and, and be that successful and that widespread. But I think, I think the key to that though, is how many people that don't CrossFit watch these competitions and consume these competitions. And I think that's where, I think that's the problem. One of the biggest problems as to why this isn't a professional sport is because you just have a very small microcosm that, that watches it. And to us, it seems like our whole world because we're in it, but it's really not that big. And I've even talked to some other people just related to my gym business that have said that lately that aren't CrossFit gym people that are just in general fitness and they feel like CrossFit has become less and less significant in their space. Um, than it was a couple years ago. And now again, I don't think we have good perspective on that because we're so deeply embedded in it, but I wonder if that's not the case. Yeah, I said point. a lot there, but <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that's, that's a, a lot. whole other conversation, but so 
so kind of going back to the root of it, I would say that I think that Alchama has a point that we do need to bring in other brands. Probably not. We probably shouldn't use the brand we just fought in court. Agreed. Right. <laughs> yeah. He probably doesn't even know that. Right. He probably doesn't. But, you know. But we do need to think about other brands. And if you've ever been to Wadapalooza, their Thursday is called Community Day. You don't have to have a ticket to get in. And anybody from the street can walk in. And it's a very different dynamic than other CrossFit competitions, specifically on that Thursday. And that's a, play, that's a time and a place where you could take advantage of some things to market to something that's not endemic to CrossFit. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's a real, it's probably the coolest thing that I think Wadapalooza does is open up. It's free to come in on that Thursday. Anybody from the street can walk in and just check it out. Yeah. I, I do think that's an incredible thing that they do. Aaron made that point at legends. He's like, I think they missed the mark by not letting some of those college students come back there and see what this all all was about mm. that was a, that was a big group of people who could have maybe been introduced to something that they're not aware of yeah they could have said if you have an arizona state id like you can come in yeah this is your school this is your complex check out what we're doing with it mm -hmm. and it could have been huge yeah so I just wanted to get your in, your input on that. I just thought that that was kind of an interesting topic today. Another interesting topic that I found was, did you know Colton Mertens was a proven athlete? I did not. Did you? I did not until I saw Brian Spins interview with him where he asked him about it because proven posted that they were, that Colton was one of theirs. Today okay. Colton's response to spin was, <clears throat> uh, I've never done a single one of their workouts, <laughs> but, but awesome. my plan is to do that in the future. Okay. So he's he going has to, to clean his pretty. pantry. He has to clean out his pantry of all this Wolverine stuff. Basically is what we're saying. Oh no. I think this Wolverine stuff's fine. I think <laughs> that the, um, he, He's, he works out with Ali at Kilo 2. Right. And he said, he said in the interview that he doesn't believe that Kilo 2 gives him enough as an elite games athlete anymore. <laughs> that they're, that's not what they do. Um, and he does a lot of his own programming to accessorize that. And so this takes something off of his plate to allow somebody... And he says he really likes Nick Johnston. Okay. Who, who doesn't? And, and Taylor, that he actually, when he was in college, worked out when Nick was coaching at OC3. Mm -hmm. And got to know him before Nick was at Proven. Got to know Taylor. Is really good friends with both of them. And it sounds to me like he is going to be Nick's athlete. That's awesome. So, and they are going to program specifically for him. And he, he called himself um, an outlier. 
that most programming doesn't work for him because he's he's an outlier. I could see that a little bit, probably. Well, my, I have a question for Cat. Have you seen any of his interviews this weekend? He's talking some smack. A lot of smack. He's come a long remember? way. He's come a long way from that interview we did. Yes. We were the first people to ever interview him on a podcast. The the internet was terrible. He yeah. was so shy. And now he comes out saying, oh, I saw that shit where Pat Vellner got 46% of the vote. Well, I guess <laughs> I got the other 54. Yeah. So confident. I love it. Oh, oh. I was telling you, somebody, I was telling someone yesterday the story about him and how when he, you know, lost the state championship in wrestling or something like that. And he did that interview like on YouTube with the local news station or something. And he declared that he was going to start doing this thing called CrossFit. He had never done it before, never been to a class, but he was going to start competing in CrossFit. And here he is. <laughs> Insane. And he was going to go to the games. He, I think he declared yeah, in that yeah. interview. Mm -hmm. He's going to be like a and professional so CrossFit athlete. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah I thought that was a long way. Because <laughs> um, I just I never pictured him with with a camp. Mm -hmm. I always thought he'd kind of be his own thing. Yeah, but I do get I do get like he needs some stuff off of his plate. Yeah, and proven needs somebody. And Bill Grundler said, and and I thought this was perfect. Colton is someone that doesn't have to win to be popular. Because he'll forever be the giant slayer. Yeah, he's a crowd favorite for sure, no matter what. And what Proven was based on was Tia winning. And by getting mm -hmm. Colt, you have somebody that doesn't have to win. <clears throat> I think Bill actually said, Colton will never win the games. Then Colton jumped into the chat and said, we'll see Billy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Bill. The thing about Colton, though, is while you have someone like Justin who doesn't need to win anything to win, Colton may never win, but he's going to have lots of wins. And that's kind of what gets people on his side is like, yeah, he might have a 32nd, but then he has a first. And he probably has two of them a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to finish up with is we talked judging last night. I picked on uh, Miss Wishart um, because I thought she got a very unfair advantage in both the dips in the second event and in the strict pull-ups in the third event. And so I pulled the video just uh, to show what I saw and we'll leave it for your judgment. So first is the dips. It, oh, it's those last few for me that are just real. I mean, and you can see the athlete next to her whole doing body dips. going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing dips, but their whole body moving as opposed to the lean. Yeah, she she's doing the chicken peck. She's yeah. doing the Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. The... 
just yeah. like just like when people do their push-ups like that you know yeah kind of yep Right, excellent at those. Some of the reps probably are okay, but there are some that aren't, and she's going so fast that the judge didn't call any of them. Yeah, Mm-mm. not good. And that got her out to a very big lead um, in the first two rounds uh, of that third, second workout. No, second workout. Yeah, that was the second workout. Yeah. So, and I think, yeah. And so here's you know the pull up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to get it wrong anyway. <laughs> um, and then the pull ups was in the third event, which is the one where you had three different intervals. And this got her out to a lead again in the three intervals. And these are terrible. Oh, you're talking about her not locking out at the bottom. At the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. I yep. was looking for chin over bar before when we were watching them. And I was like, what's wrong? They look fine to me. It's, it's not locking out. Yeah, she's not extending. It, she stops almost like here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. Different so, judge? I don't think she had any or no ups, did she? No, I she said the same judge or different judge. I think it was the same judge. Okay, well. But my comment that would be crazy. Was, two different events, two different events, same judge. Usually the same judge. Lane, and if you're not changing up the lane throughout the day, mm-hmm. you end up getting yeah. the same athlete. And you and you know, I mean, first the first heat is saved for the less experienced judges. I mean, just from logistics perspective, you get your best judges in your center lane in the last heat. So bound to happen yeah <laughs> she was um she was in the first heat she was toward the center lane mm-hmm. um yeah. so that was that was weird to me but why well, digress the, the conversation was i thought it wasn't necessarily about the judging it was about when waterpalooza changed the workouts they really put the judge in a difficult position yeah. When you're doing strict pull-ups, when you're doing dips, when you're doing deadlifts, that's a lot of movements that are tough to judge. And we talked about the deadlifts and all of them being Josh Bridges deadlifts. And it was pretty universal across the board. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm glad that Kenneth is finally coming to my side. I actually got a couple DMs today about the finishes being bad. They were. Yeah. When you don't have a finish line, it just makes it impossible to know who finished first, especially with a 20-lane wide floor and the cameraman not being able to stretch out. Yeah. So, thank you, Kenneth, for, for joining the club. He's on board. So let's hit the events real quick. Um, I guess. What the heck? What you got? Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Oh, hey, Brent just won. 
Did he win the whole of thing? Oh, he's ta- they're talking about the final event, the, the Brent. last event where Brent catched caught up to him, and you d- couldn't didn't really see it. Like, where did he pass him? Gotcha. No, talk about it. the footage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, let's talk about event four. It was the swim, echo, beaded du- double under run thing. Yep. And a mashup, right? <laughs> let's start with the women. Any thoughts? Um, who won? Who won the? Who won that first um, heat? She was amazing. Deroy. Emily Deroy. That was yeah. my pick. Holy crap! I just loved her and bathing that. suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm she looks so cute. So What's I that? am. I'm glad you brought a bathing suit. Because yeah. I have a note down about the choice of swimwear. Okay. I was a swimmer for a long time. I watched swimming meets all the time. Nobody, nobody in Olympic swimming, college swimming, high school swimming wears a two-piece. Agreed. It it surprises yeah, me. I wouldn't do it. CrossFit. It's CrossFit. These girls are in their twenties. They have gorgeous bodies. You're trying to get every advantage as possible, and the swimsuits they have now help your buoyancy, which every athlete in CrossFit needs help with. This is true. Right. I don't know. I mean, Tier has a line of bikinis that they sell a shitload of, and they were the title sponsor. Yeah, I feel like those are for, like, sand volleyball. Right. And whatever the hell's Fisa Goffey was wearing. She had, like, little boy shorts on. Yeah, That wasn't helping her at all. (laughs) You're like, no wonder she was (laughs) struggling doing side stroke. Yeah, I don't know what she was wearing. I just, if you're trying to win competitions, like develop a suit that helps your athlete win a competition. They're out there. Tear your freaking swimsuit company. <laughs> you, I know they make the, the kind that are worn in the Olympics. I, I have a tier. What I wore at legends is a tier one piece. And there, there were plenty of women there wearing two pieces and it, it, it amazes me. Yeah, I it 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 to me it means that you're worried about the aesthetics more than you're worried about the time. Because the suits they make today will take tons of seconds off your time. Yeah. I mean, I will say there may be a feeling from some of those athletes that the sensation of having their belly covered makes them feel a certain way. And the only reason I say that is because like growing up doing ballet, you'd have long sleeve leotards and like tank top leotards. And I could not wear a long sleeve leotard to save my life. Like in the dead of winter, I just couldn't do it. I hated having my arms like constricted in a thing. Like my arms would literally ache because I had like on them. Um, So, you know, and a lot of these ladies are typically wear a jog bra and a, you know, and pants or something and have their belly exposed. I mean, I'm, and I'm reaching obviously, but like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe that's just a more comfortable existence for them. I heard it was hot there today, you know, hot and steamy. Maybe it's just the prefer their preference. Would you rather feel the sensation of your legs dragging on the bottom of the, the ocean or <laughs> the, the sensation of floating? I mean, I don't know that anyone's put it to me that way when I'm selecting my bathing suit, but 
All right. Yeah, I don't know. I'll get off. I'll get off my brand. We should. We should ask the athletes. It's something we should ask them. Like, why we do should you should ask them. These, you know, we're curious. I just want like everybody's butt. They're they're. I hate to say it, but like the aesthetic of a female body, even a male body in CrossFit is just amazing, and I so appreciate it. Well, and the guys, for the most part, if you're wearing the the compression. That's pretty much the male swimsuit of the Olympian. Yeah. Now there were a couple guys that wore like trunks, and I'm like, that's just drag. Like, yeah. It, but there was much fewer men in trunks than women in two pieces. Yeah. Interesting. Would- I'm a guy. I like a two piece swimsuit. I'm all for it, but practically, <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, you would just think these these athletes train enough that, I, I mean, I would think you would be training in a one piece, but maybe they aren't. So I guess that's what they have, and that's what they're used to. Yeah, we should ask. We should find out. When they're when Jim team. first showed up at the pool, he showed up in board shorts and wanted to wear a t-shirt. And I was <laughs> like, Jim, no. <laughs> and you're referencing Jim Deeper, Masters yeah. Game athlete. Yes, correct. So. Yeah. Okay. The other thing I did notice just overall, man, they are not training on sight lines swimming in open water. The amount of zigzag being done in the water was crazy. It almost cost Ricky big. Like he veered so far inside that he almost had to make a 90 degree turn to get out around the buoy. Was it choppy? Uh, it wasn't bad. They they said the the conditions were ideal. Oh, I missed a lot of this one, so I, I couldn't quite see what was going on out there. I was coaching. Yeah, the only time they even talked about the wind was when Fikowski went to go around. He kind of got off a little bit. The wind blew the buoy to reduce the amount he had to go around oh, right at the time he made the turn. Like he lucked out. Yes, Garrett, they do. All all (laughs) companies make one piece suits for women. Yeah. Like Daniel Brandon. Daniel Brandon 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 Mm wore one. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Back to the actual event. Um, Grace Walton. Um, I I heard rumblings that she was an amazing swimmer. It was beyond amazing. Um, she won that event by she beat the the heat before by two minutes. Um, and she dominated that um, against some pretty good swimmers in her. Uh, the other thing is Emma Carey is becoming so consistent. Yeah, her place in that shocked me. Yeah, she was uh, she was competing. For the win in that. I, think I didn't she, know she was a swimmer. Right? She took second, yeah. hmm And then um, Ariel Lowen is getting very well-rounded as well. Yeah. If she's doing well in swimming and 5Ks and all of that along with the other stuff, she really is getting better. I, I wish that Emily would have been able to compete with the other heat. I would have liked seen it there. It would. Have, I don't know if it would have hurt her, helped her, 
Deroy. If Deroy could have been in that other heat, um, I mean, we were talking and she like was fumbling with her jump rope. I don't know if having people even faster than her would have like flustered her more and made it worse or if she would have maybe picked up time somewhere. I don't know. But I would have I would have liked that opportunity for her. Did did the women finish that race faster than the men? No. Okay. No. um, Sprague and Fikowski can really swim. And so can Sam Quant, which I did not know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he looked great. Um, my highlights from the men were Heinrich Heipelainen and the cannonball. Oh, did he? Cannonball into the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the athletes were told not to run down the ramp, but he ran down and then jumped feet first cannonball into the water. It was awesome. That's funny. Um, Sprague, he he got passed on the first lap by a couple people, and I was like, maybe he's not as good as I thought he was. And then after that double under, man, he he turned tail and he passed everybody on the second lap. Um, and then I loved when he was finishing the run. He did the, <laughs> the crowd um, to get them pumped up. Ricky's getting really consistent. Um, and then I, I put down that uh, Hatfield and Rosema, not the best swimmers. Mm, no, no. Nope. Did you guys get to watch any of the men at all? Or I know you both had to coach. Yeah, I was coaching 430, yeah. so I didn't get to see the guys. I did see the women, but. So then we move into uh, the final event. And for a nice day, there was a lot of slipping. I know. Like a lot. Yes. Luke Parker. I wonder if that was from sweat. Like from prior heats and stuff. It looked like sweat, somebody said it was really hot today. It looked like there was condensation on the dulcimer mat. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's and I if think. they stepped on that and then came back out, then the bottom of their shoes were wet. Okay. But I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked oh. wet. That mat looked wet. Like, and like what did you did? You, what did you call it? A dulcimer mat? Isn't that what it's called? Dolomer. Dolomer. Dulcimer. Dulcimer. Yeah. Dulcimer. I, Dulcimer is it's, something, though. Isn't that like an like instrument, musical instrument or something? <laughs> yeah, it's like a bell, I think. Dulcimer. Yeah. Okay. Dulcimer, Matt. Sorry. I need to call you out on that. I, I love my music, too. <laughs> hey, the broadcasters can mispronounce everything. Why can't I? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sure can. <laughs> um, so let's start with the women. Any surprises in that for you guys? No, not really. I mean, I had picked Danielle Brandon, and she did exactly what she needed to do. Uh, I I thought Emily Ross would have done better. One big surprise to me is, did Danielle put jewels on her teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Eye tooth. Yeah. Okay. That was a surprise for me. Yeah. 
not really have anything to do with the competition. Um, Callista Lang. I loved yeah. seeing her crush heat one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We've been talking to her for a couple years. Yeah. Um, I think she's really just on the verge. And uh, it was cool seeing her do so well. I like that Emma Carey pushed Danielle on that event. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a little bit of deja vu when Emma was doing her final march down the thing. Remember at Granite Games? <laughs> and Andrew yes. was her judge and we were screaming and yelling at him. <laughs> oh, that, it, yeah, that gave me a little PTSD when I saw that. I, I don't know. Andrew Stick was her yeah. judge on that. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember yeah, we, watching that. We gave him shit for a long time. Yeah. And we've forgiven him since then, but not really. Yeah, she, but I did put down my note that right. Emma appears to have learned to pace, unlike Granite Games. Yeah. like That was the other she, piece. Like, I didn't want her to, you know, I kept saying, like, just don't worry about what Danielle's doing. You know, I didn't, I was watching her as she was doing her handstand walk. And when Danielle passed her, I thought to myself, this is not the time to get excited and upset. And, you know, and she did, she was very even keeled. And that was kind of my mental note to her was like, just chill out. You don't need to be Danielle. Nope. Yeah. It, she, when we first met her till last year was a blackout racer. She would go till she blacked out. The fact that she knew the situation and what she needed to do to win and just hung in that spot, I thought showed a lot of maturity and that she's come a very long way. Yeah. She, yeah, she was, did great. You could tell pacing off of Gabby that first round and then, and then she knew she had it. Like she, she did exactly what she needed to do. Yeah. And and no surprise that Danielle killed the handstand walks. Right. I mean, I think her record is like if the handstand walks are in it, she's like top three every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I thought the men was an, an amazing race. Great way to finish off the individual um, with Ricky and Brent. Roman coming out hot and dying. Uh, Sam Quant kind of hanging in there. And I don't know what, if the leaderboard is final. Cornier was way up there too. Oh, yeah. I I think it's final. Is it up finally? All the scores are populated. And they all have green dots. Yep. So, uh, Sam Cornwaye uh, moved all the way up to sixth. Past James wow. Bray. Past Roman Krenikov. So, he finished sixth. Fifth was Jack Farlow. I was hoping awesome. he would get a podium. This weekend, but top five is pretty good. Uh, Vellner passed him to take fourth. Samuel Quant took third. Brent took second, and Ricky Gerard won. Yeah. 
So then we go to the women. Uh, we already talked about um, all of that and the way it finished up. Do we still we have that one final? Looks like it's final. So we have Rebecca Vittison in fifth, Ariel Lowen in fourth, Danielle Brandon in third, Gabby Magala in Gabby Magawa in second, and Emma Carey in first. I thought Danielle would have made up enough ground. But no, it doesn't she, didn't. she was like thirty or forty points back. It was, and they did great on the event. So, yeah, she she finished twenty no seventeen points behind Gabby, and Emma won by six. Ooh, wow, pretty tight race. Yeah. So what does what does this mean for the top five going into the season on both sides? Anything? You have some surprises like Vitison and Farlow. Mm -hmm. Mean anything for them? I'm sure it gives them quite a confidence boost. But, but you uh, Emma Carey getting a win? I don't know. If anything, I, mean, I feel like be beating Danielle is the icing on the cake for her. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Well, and that's twice this in this year. Because she mm -hmm. she won semis yep. over Danielle mm -hmm. uh in Orlando. So what means more, the semifinal win or Wadapalooza win? I would think semifinal win. I feel like Wadapalooza is just an exhibition, you know? It is, and it's not super well programmed, like well rounded, five events. It's tough to really. You know, I don't want to like say that, and because like I don't want to take away anyone's placing and finish and be like, well, so and so wasn't here, or there's only five events, or I mean, right, like, right. there's something to it. A like, win's a they, win. yeah. Um, I think, but the I don't. Fact, I think the fact that there was a lot of monostructural and a big lift and she won means more than what happened at semis. Mm, I see what you mean. I yeah. don't think it was programmed for her. Those two events, I think the other ones you could say were, but those two events, the swim event, I think she proved a lot. Yes. And the lift, she didn't have to like go nuts, and she all she had to do was damage control and save her back. Yep. In a yep. five event race. So like Kenneth said what Kenneth's point here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Paige he makes Power this was point. an athlete last year. She and was? she was she was twenty something the year before. Right. So I think it meant a lot to her. I do too. I think it gave her the confidence to know she could compete like top ten. Yeah. I think what Kenneth means is what does it mean? Like she won, but she hasn't done a whole lot since then, or has she, you know, like did that affect? I think if you finish, I mean, she did better at the games and yeah. I mean, I don't think it's any sign of like changing of the guard or anything necessarily, but um, 
it's fun to watch for sure. And it's easily digestible. I like as a fan, you know, not being there, it's nice to be able to view this competition with five events and not, you know, destroy my entire social life or weekend, <laughs> you know, got to see it. And I love that it's on YouTube and I can go back if I miss it. I can go watch it again, you know, not on the live stream and things like that. I hope that continues to happen for some of these, for all these events, really. Yeah. I programming has been, and I understand the weather, but I feel like other than that last event, that one, the last event was pretty exciting to watch. Um, some of the camera work could have been better, like announcing the races and stuff. But I think that event itself was, was fun to watch. Some of the other ones were just meh. I, I thought the swim event was fun to watch. Oh, I missed. I, I think I thought that was the best camera work they did all day. And it okay. probably had to do with like the new, the new Bayfront stage. Yeah. yeah. And the, and the way it's set up now. Allows nice to them finish. To give they have a little more perspective. Yeah. So, and we'll get into that in a second, but, and then I think for Ricky, I think it's just, it tells him his shoulder, his shoulder is okay. So I wasn't meant to bring that up because yesterday with his bar facing burpees. Did you watch those? Apparently I didn't watch what you did. Man. <laughs> oh, every single one was like, I don't even know if I can like demo this, but like, this is how he came down on his bar facing burpee and only oh, really? like babying that shoulder. Oh yeah. It like didn't even go to the ground. Like technically only his left side really touched the ground. Like he was, it was weird. I was actually curious. Go ahead. He 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 had to do overhead lunge. I know. He I don't know do if strict pull ups. That's, rope a, climbs. that's the thing. I was like, that was heat two, so or event two. So like I was like curious if we were gonna see that roll into event three. Maybe it's just something he's been doing since it's been hurt, and that's like kind of a muscle memory thing. And the other but everything everything is fine. He just got into a funky thing with burpees. I don't know. Yeah. What Maybe does it mean for Sam Clark? Well, I'm sorry. What did you say, Kat? Maybe he slept on it wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that would be a master's thing. If I sleep on my elbow wrong, like it's wrecked for a day at least. <laughs> what does it mean for Sam Quant to podium? Does it mean it's a good good year for him? I hope so. He's he's with HWPO, right? Like this is his new place, and he's with back with Harry in a good spot. I I hope it means good things for him. I think he's super capable. He had a what does it mean for? Yeah. What does um, it mean for Pat Pat Vellner? It means he still can't swim. I think that's it. Yeah, he, yeah. There, there are just a couple things Pat can't do, and he's got to overcome them every competition. And in a five-event competition, you can't and overcome. Swimming's it. one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think you look good on other stuff, like, like I think well, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. It just needs to. He needs to improve that swimming just five percent. 
So let's talk about, did you guys see the barge at Bayfront? Yes. So the stage now at Bayfront is not connected to land. It's floating. Okay. So it's floating. That's where they got more seating because they could run the stands all the way to the waterfront. And from what I hear, it made it even better from an athlete perspective uh, seeing the way the stage kind of goes up and they're out on this barge and it's really a cool atmosphere for them. Uh, I heard athletes say it's even more special than it was before. That's but cool. it, what it also did is it widened. So instead of being a 10-lane field of play, it's now a 20-lane field of play. And what I've always loved about Bayfront is they have a, a screen above the floor that has like the athlete name in each lane. So you can, because the broadcast doesn't tell you who's in each lane, at least you could look up at the screen and see who it was in each lane uh, to kind of know, to know who was who. Yeah. Um, but what it did do also is the ramp to the water had to be longer because they're 10 feet above the water. And as Megan is talking about, uh, the slips and falls. So they built a ramp. It was a little steeper. They put some wood strips to kind of catch. But they also put a tear logo on it that would be vinyl. And as it gets wet, would become very slippery. So people were slipping and falling up and down uh, the ramp pretty much the whole competition. Not good. Yeah. I feel like anytime you go from the water to you know, dry land and you're, and you have to do stuff that's going to happen too. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how much. they did those double unders without shoes on. I would be so scared. I would break a toe for sure. With those beaded ropes you miss on a double under with no shoes on. Ow. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I, mean, I know. That's why I'm not there. Like. <laughs> when I miss, right? I don't need to hit a toe. Oh, you'd be nervous. I also couldn't run on a assault runner barefooted either. That would be terrible. Some people put shoes on for the runner. Yeah. Very few. Some people, very a few. couple people put shoes on for the jump rope too. Oh, wow. Which I would have had to do. And I would have, yeah. Yeah. Luke but you notice they did the bike the first. So you could wear shoes for the bike and then ditch the shoes. Because I've in years past they've done the bike barefoot too, and that echo bike, those pedals are not comfortable. Yeah, I would rather salt run and double under. Yeah, then bike. Same. Um. So yeah, I thought it was really cool. I did have a little bit of FOMO when they were there for the first time this mm -hmm. weekend. I, did I didn't miss the rainy day. That took away my FOMO because I didn't, we've been there in bad weather. It sucks. Um, but yeah. So do you think there will be enough seating come Saturday and Sunday? Well, I think if you have a, so I did see on the board tonight, if you didn't have that upper tier pass, you couldn't be in Flagler for the final. And oh. 
Yeah. Flagler didn't look crowded at all. Right. Just like what happens at the games. You have a handful of people. They're like, I'm not sticking around for this, even though I paid the money. And then there's empty seats. So I hope there's a way where they say, Hey, we've got 10 extra seats. We'll let festival, the first 10 festival pass people or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what they did last year with festival pass anyway. Like, Everybody stood in line and they would wait. And if there was a row open, they would take you <laughs> up, put you in. So, and then if you had to go pee, you lost your seat. Right. right. That's not for me. I can't deal with stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was as chaotic as it sounds, Jamie. It was just not my cup of tea either. Last That's why it took me that. 10 years to go for <laughs> the first time. I was like, nope, too chaotic for yeah. me. Yeah. Cat and I sat for what seven hours? Easily. To Couldn't to leave. be able to see the finals. And it was freezing. Oh, even worse. Yeah. At and, least we had media pass. and we have media passes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We still had to still couldn't make it. It was silly. It it yeah, it is even. tough watching what the media gets access to this year. Yeah. <laughs> when what we fought for just a quarter of that last year. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and did you guys like the broadcast at all any better today than last night? Um, not, it just seemed not, little, it just seemed a little flat. I mean, the camera work was it was tough to, you know, coordinate. You could tell they were wanting cameras to go to certain people, and they just it just wasn't happening. Um, I think Sean did a good job of explaining who was where. You know, he he'd say like uh, on the top right part of your screen in the blue trunks. You know, provided that the camera did angle didn't change, that would make sense um, for people that weren't watching. But again, I think most of the people that are watching are fans of the sport and we all know who everybody is anyway. So. Yeah. I just think. Yeah. low energy. With the way it's designed, it's tough to get a good broadcast anyway. Yeah. And then I real it's really hard when I don't, I don't think they have the right spotters mm-hmm. telling them who's who. Like most professional broadcasts, they have a spotter with binoculars that can see right at and tell you that's this person, that's that person. Right. Or this is the last athlete coming out of the water. Correct. Yeah. You know, not, oh, they, yeah, there's three more people in the water. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last person. Wait, no, there's three people out there. And that's, I mean, that's not on them. That's, you know, they're, they're dealing with whatever they can see or hear, but it could have been a little more comprehensive. Yep. Yeah. I thought the uh, name pronunciations were better. A little bit. Yeah. I didn't have to send anyone a DM today. (laughs) Correcting them. It was so And it was funny because Brian was playing. 
yeah, with Brian, part of the, like, Brian at least is very conscientious about that. Sorry, closed my notes by accident because I'm an amateur. So before we go, I just want to preview tomorrow morning. We're going to be back on at 545. It'll be Amy and I for sure. Maybe Jamie uh, will be on tomorrow at 545. And we'll be talking about the first two events from the team workouts. So I have them here in my notes. Workout one is... Uh, four time, 20 wall walks, 40 strict handstand push-ups, 60 handstand push-ups, one holds handstand, one works, one rests. And you can cycle through that however you need to. Is then this Flagler? Some Flagler? Is this on Flagler uh, or Bayside? I, th I think it's in Flagler. Okay. Because the next one is a swim event. Uh, okay. two four, 240 synchro double-unders. Two work, one rest, 60 deadlifts, 40 hang cleans, 20 front squats, all three synchro. Males are 135, 155, 165. Females are 95, 105, 115. So that is the first workout. What are your thoughts? It'll be a good workout. I like it. Yeah. Do you think I mean, people go unbroken on the barbell work? After all those handstand push-ups? You said front squat? What? 60 oh, deadlifts, squat. 40 hand cleans, 20 front squats. I mean, well, how, it's team, right? So how do they break it up? Like, no, those are three yeah, synchro. Oh, synchro. Oh, that's going to be so chaotic. Oh, yeah. Grief. Where are they going to do that? Flagler. Are they going to all be like in a line? How, are, how the heck are you going to judge that? Or like indicate that it's a no run? Good grief. Uh, that could be a nightmare. 20 lanes? Three people in each lane? Yay. I don't like it if they're in lanes because the person in front would have to rely on sound from like right. talking. It's gonna I, have to you be have to watch each other. A worm. Or it's or it's two one direction and one the other direction facing each other. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't I love guess that. We'll find out. That'd be fun. Yeah. It gives us a reason to tune in. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first event of the day. Second one is four time 30 worm clean and jerks. Athlete one swims. Athletes two and three 50 synchro burpees over the worm. Then 20 worm clean and jerks. Athlete two swims. And one and three do 50 synchro burpees over the worm. Then 10 worm clean and jerks. Athlete three swims. Athletes one and two do 50 synchro burpees over the worm. And you finish with five worm clean and jerks. Yeah, that's going to be nasty. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those burpee over the worm. I mean, a hundred of them. Everybody's got to do a hundred in between a swim and, yeah, yuck. <laughs> you, everything's going to be blown up. Like, yeah. your, and your floor is going to be wet around your worm. So then you're doing burpee, burpees in 
puddles, opening, sliding. Yeah. Yep. Fun. That's that's gonna be off. I don't know. That's it, I mean that one sounds brutal for the athletes. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Any any team you're excited to see tomorrow? I don't know. I want to see Chandler, Chandler and Noah. Yeah. I'd and have to go back to whoever the team and whoever yeah. their third person is. Yeah. Um, ombre, ombres. Tola, yeah. I wish the uh, the Australians would have come. Khan mm. and James? No, no, the new breed. The Bailey Martin, Jay Crouch, yeah. Royce. Well, who is it? Some, someone's here. There's a team of like two of them, right? Yeah, I think so. You want me to look you it up? Want, you just want that team that was at the down under, that threesome. Yeah, yeah that was a good team. Because I think it would have been a tough team to, be, to beat. Yes. I can't think of the pairing of that other group. I had that written down somewhere. The Vellner Mare BKG one is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is but hold on. Is Travis coming? Yes. Or did they <laughs> So he only pulled he only... out of indiv individual? Oh my right. gosh. Well, what the heck? Why? Uh, they're they're looking uh, for a payday, I guess. So it's Maderos, Willie George, and Jay Crouch. So it's just Jay Crouch. Yeah, and Royce is with Sam Demister and Angelo Giacchico. Oh, that's right, because he's a mayhem guy. That'll be an interesting team. And then you got Gerard, Dalen, and Hopper. That could, I mean, that one will be that's, exciting. That's going to be cool, yeah. I'm excited to see them. Sprague, Farlow, and Benoit Boulogne. Boulanger, and isn't he an impeccable swimmer? Or is that Brian, Dion Biron is the swimmer? I don't think Boulanger is. I don't know. Boulanger is who trains with Jeff Adler. Okay. He might, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's a good swimmer. Yeah. That one I think is very... The, the weekend Sprague and Farlow had, it's going to be interesting to see how they carry that over. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be tired. And then on the <laughs> On the women's side, I'm anxious to know if Matilde is going to be able to, to compete. She said yes, right? She's going to try. Okay. Um, the Emily DeRoy, Grace Walton, they're going to win this room event. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> we'll see how they are on the worm together. Because that's going to, I mean... True. It's not just a swim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's not as many big names on the women's side. Really? Is Ariel doing team? Nope. <clears throat> Interesting. Like the big one is Brooke Wells, Paige Powers, and Bailey Rail. Then you have uh, Kyra Milligan, Jesse Smith, and Devin Kim. Okay. Uh, Matilde. Rebecca Vedison and Annika Greer. Okay. Alisa Fuliano, Allison Scuds, and Michelle Baznet. Hmm. Then that 
uh, Emily DeRoy, Grace Walton, Victoria Campos, Kelsey Keel, Kelly Baker, and Emil Lundberg. Emily Lundberg. That could yeah. be a good team. That's pretty much it. Interesting. Yeah. Elijah Shower, Madison McElhaney, Zoe Warren. It's kind okay. of a semifinal team. Yep. Yep. That's all I see. Oh, Kenneth wants to know if Alex, Alex Gazan's on a team. Alex was there. I saw her tonight in the stands. She is, she is not on a team. And so she's just chilling with the Cotlers, probably. Uh, Maybe she'll get filled in. That's true. Yeah. There's Put always someone that backs out. Right. It's true. Yeah. Good point. I didn't know where Alex or uh, Kenneth asked how Alex would do in this competition. Mm -hmm. I think she may have given Emma a run. Yeah. Yeah. Is she a good swimmer? Well, I take that back. I do take that back. She can't snatch. Right. Well, she can. We would have just, it would have been kind of hit or miss. Like she has like a 185 snatch. I don't know what her complex would have been. Right. Um, so if she was down on the leaderboard on that, is she a, is she a good swimmer or would she be in the middle of the pack there? I don't even know. I think she would have been done great on the other three, but you can't. I you wouldn't can't have thought have... Emma Carey would be a great swimmer either, though. Yeah, I didn't know she was that great. So. Well, now that she's working with Henshaw, like he teaches mm -hmm. swimming, right? Yeah, I would assume. So I don't know. I, I like I. I have vi visions of her with Carrie and Ariel last year, not doing that bad on the swim, but mm. it was just like one quick lap. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited to see it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Teams, teams are usually a little more exciting. We'll see. The men's side I sounds have... pretty packed. I have yeah. something to share. You ready? it that's a dulcimer it's a dulcimer okay so this is the oh it's like a it's, it's like a thing where you you, you kind of put something on the hand and then you like pick out it like this you, it stands up i am um, my my great uncle used to make these it's the only reason i know what they are that's crazy but anyway i thought i would share that so don't step on that when it has condensation and then try to right. do lunge it. <laughs> yes All right. Yeah, get one app. We have we have Clydesdale Media Leagues for teams. Okay. Uh, post shot collar and top ten. Okay. I need to get filled out before morning. Who did you have winning for individuals? I don't know. <laughs> oh come on. I really don't remember. Emily Rolfe and Pat Vellner. Um, I did not. I. I had Pat Valner winning. Um, and I, I had. You had Ricky winning? Nice. Ricky. I'm sorry. I had Valner, then Ricky. <laughs> Told you. That's, yeah. And I had Ariel. 
I had Ariel oh, Lane, but I had Emma Carey in second. Okay. I did, so I had G Gabby winning and Emma in second. Good for mine. Yeah, I had Ariel, Emma, Gabby, Emily Rolfe, and then Danielle Brandon. I actually had Rebecca Bevis in fifth. How about that? Ooh. You, you with your crystal ball. How did you pick Rebecca Vittison? I she's good at like monostructural. Okay. <laughs> so we we start at zero tomorrow with the teams. Okay. Yep. And make sure you get your picks in. Uh I saw Kenneth already in there. Good. Oh, Ken. He's been he's been doing this for like months, years. And he didn't know what top ten meant. No, nope. I love it. Just picked Colton. That did not play out well for you, really. <laughs> Colton for all 10 spots. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Okay. Thank you for being with us tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow, 545 Eastern time, PM, that is, not AM, Kenneth. And uh, 545 PM. And then we'll be back after that on Monday. We're going to let the Sunday kind of catch all the stuff, get caught up, and we'll, and Monday's a holiday. So we'll um, hit you up on Monday for the wrap-up. With that, we'll see you guys next time on the wrap-up show by Clydesdale Media. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.